I lay awake in the dead silence. Since finding him hanging, I'd been unable to wipe the image, to blink it from my mind's eye. Any time my thoughts were unoccupied, he came back. I even had a name for him now. Swinging Jimmy. Swinging Jimmy. It wasn't meant to belittle him or his memory, it was just that he was with me so often, my mind had found a way of welcoming him. Not as a ghoulish suicide, but as a relaxed, peaceful, gently swinging Jimmy. His body had been warm. I'd lifted him half over my shoulder. Rust flakes from the chain fell into my hair. I kept saying his name. He'd wet himself and it seeped into my shirt. Supporting him with my right arm, I'd managed to pull my phone out with my left hand, intent on holding him up until an ambulance arrived. But there was no mobile signal in the cellar. I had made myself count out a minute in silence, holding my breath to try and hear Jimmy's. I clutched his wrist, seeking a pulse. Nothing. I let him go and ran upstairs to make the call, and when I returned he was swinging in a small circle. I sat in his dangling shadow cast from the cobweb light bulb, and when the police arrived I turned away, not wanting to see strangers work Jimmy through the cold practicalities of release. A uniformed policeman, Sergeant Middleton, took my statement. I told him Jimmy had asked to see me, although I didn't know why. Were you close friends? Not really. We'd known each other a long time, and I saw him two or three days a week on the race course, but we didn't socialise. So you've no idea what he wanted to talk to you about? He told me he was packing in his job. I'd helped get him here, and I think he might have wanted to explain his reasons. In what way did you help him get the job? I told him how Jimmy had saved my life fourteen years ago. I owed him. He nodded, finishing his notes. He got me to check and sign them. Is this a formal statement, then? For now. I might need to ask more questions in the next few days. After New Year's Day breakfast, I looked at the satellite picture of the UK on my PC. White. Sixty racecourses buried under snow and frost. I should have been on the road to Cheltenham for two rides, but my workplace was snowbound. The weatherman promised no relief in the coming days. I put on my running gear and headed into the woods, imagining myself alone on the planet, breaking new ground through the whiteness. A mercenary thought crept in. I'd probably get the rides back for Bailey Watts's yard now that Jimmy was gone. Bailey had offered me that position as stable jockey along with a small cash retainer. I could have used the job and the money... But balancing things on my imaginary scales, I found my wallet outweighed my conscience. Jimmy was clinging by his fingertips at the time. He'd split with his wife and was just trying to handle each day as it came. He'd needed the job more than I did, although he hadn't known it was on offer. I persuaded Bailey to take him instead of me, and they'd done okay together. I crunched on rhythmically through the snow trying to recall what Jimmy had said about warning me to be careful if Bailey Watt made an offer. I'd wait a day or two, then ring Bailey. Or maybe a week. For decency's sake.